from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. On this episode of Newt's World, I'm joined by members of my Inner Circle Club, for a fascinating conversation about a wide range of issues and topics on their minds. We hold these regular video conference calls so that we can have an honest discussion about what is happening in America today. I find it extraordinarily helpful to me personally in helping think through the issues that are facing us. So I hope you'll find this episode of Newt's World informative. And if you'd like to become a member of my Inner Circle Club, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one- or two-year membership today. Let me first say thank you for being a member of the Inner Circle. This is a group that I really like to interact with, to report to, to answer questions, and to get a sense of your thinking. So I appreciate you spending some time with us. We learned that Mikhail Gorbachev passed away at 91 years of age. Gorbachev was a very interesting person. He was the rising young star of the Soviet system when they'd had a series of people who, as Ronald Reagan once said, he never got around to meeting with them because they kept dying. It really was a gerontocracy. It started with Brezhnev, who had replaced Khrushchev, and then went to Andropov, who had been the head of the KGB, and to Chernenko. The three of them all were older. They were very hard line. Frankly, although Nixon had been able to work some with Brezhnev in the 1970s, I think Reagan felt that there was no real flexibility. So he just didn't even try during the period that those three were there. Gorbachev was coming along as one of three 
rising young leaders. And interestingly, in Henry Kissinger's new book on leadership, he talks about the fact that Margaret Thatcher had an intuition that Gorbachev might be a leader of the future who'd be more practical, more modern, and they could talk with. Because he was not yet the leader of the Soviet Union, they couldn't invite him directly by himself. So they set up a parliamentary leadership group because he was the head of the parliamentary part of the Soviet system. So he came over to London on a parliamentary visit and ended up spending a good bit of time with Margaret Thatcher. And she called Reagan and said, you know, I think we can work with this guy. The result was that they did begin to talk with him. He was much more modern, much more flexible. But in the end, to be fair, he really was trying to reform the system in order to sustain communism. He was not anti-communist. This was a mistake by many people in the West. Gorbachev was a true communist, but he thought that the system had grown corrupt and bureaucratic and incompetent. The problem he had was that every step you took to try to fix it made it worse. So he realized the system had grown very corrupt. An amazing amount of work was done through bribery. And the system was literally breaking down. We think we have logistics problems. There used to be a joke of the Russian, the Soviet worker who went in to buy a new car. And the car dealer said, well, we could deliver it on Wednesday morning, two years from now. And he said, no, no, that's when the plumber is coming. Could you do it in the afternoon? And they said this genuine breakdown of the whole system. Reagan used to tell the joke about the person who went out to buy beef. They stood in line for an hour and a half. They got to the front of the line and the clerk said, oh, I'm so sorry. We just ran out of beef. But I think down the street, they still have chicken. So I went down the street, stood in line, finally got to the front. Oh, we just ran out of chicken, but I think they have fish down the street. So he goes down and gets in line a third time. By now, he's grumbling. Now, this is under Gorbachev's idea of glasnost or openness. And he's complaining, and the man behind him taps him on his shoulder and says, Comrade, you are very lucky. If Brezhnev was still in charge, you would be shot for treason. But because Comrade Gorbachev is for openness, you're allowed to complain. According to Reagan, the guy goes home. His wife says, so how is it? He said, it's worse than ever. They're out of bullets. You had this whole sense of a system just breaking down. For Gorbachev, the crisis actually was the meltdown at Chernobyl of the nuclear reactor because he discovered the system was so corrupt and so used to lying that the only sources of information that were accurate about an enormous human disaster in Ukraine were the Norwegian and Swedish television systems, that they actually knew what was going on. He could get honest information out of them. He could not get it from the Soviet system. So he did all he could to change things. Finally, there was a serious effort to replace him with a coup. We intervened very strongly on his side, and he survived briefly. But ultimately, the Soviet Union just literally collapsed. And in December of 1991, it disappeared from history. What later on, the current head of Russia would call the greatest disaster of the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union. So from 1991 to today, Gorbachev has basically written memoirs, given speeches, taught at colleges. He was a man who I think tried very hard. I think he was very serious. 
about trying to modify and modernize the system. And it was just impossible. It was too big a problem. Also, we're going through discussions about the anniversary of the American collapse in Afghanistan. And that's what it was. It was a collapse. The Biden administration was so totally incompetent that what could have been an orderly routine process became a nightmare with people falling off of airplanes, with huge crowds around the airport, and with a real loss of control almost overnight to the Taliban. We've done two very, very interesting podcasts, one about an Afghan interpreter and the American who worked with him and helped him get out, the other about an entire project of getting pro-American Afghans out of Afghanistan before they're killed. I found it infuriating. Here is a Biden administration that has let two to three million people come in illegally, and they are deliberately slow walking the people from Afghanistan who risk their lives fighting as our allies. So if you were a pro-American Afghan, you may not be able to get a card to come in the U.S. But if you just want to go through Mexico, you can just sneak across the border and Biden will be happy to give you a cell phone, put you on a plane or a bus or a train and send you somewhere in America. It makes you wonder just what are the core values of the Biden administration. I would say also one last thing, and then we'll take questions. We're going through an August where the Democrats seem to be having a slightly better time of it. I'm personally not very worried. You know, every August of an election year, the news media goes overboard to indicate that the Republicans can't win. And if you went back and looked, for example, at Reagan in 1980, in August, he was behind. He, of course, beat Jimmy Carter by the largest electoral college vote against an incumbent president in American history. If you looked in August of 2016, you would have seen that Trump was going to lose to Clinton. Didn't happen. In 1994, when we had the contract with America, nobody in August thought we'd have a majority. And of course, we did. Uh, so I do think that the Republicans have to focus on a couple of big things. They have to focus on inflation. They have to focus on the price of food, which is going to go up. And by the way, we're about to have a huge crisis on the price of electricity because natural gas is a major source of electricity. And the fact is that there are, I think, 20 million families that currently are behind and paying for their electric bills. And the prices are going to keep going up. So you could have a huge catastrophe this fall, both in food prices, which are going to go up because of drought, because of the war in Ukraine, because of the price of natural gas translates directly into the price of fertilizer, and that translates directly into the price of food. So you're going to have rising food prices. My hunch is by September, you're going to see gasoline prices starting back up again. And I think you're going to see a real crisis in electricity prices. I mean, electricity is central to civilization. You can't cut off 20 million families, and the number is going to go up as the price goes up. Electricity is already up 15% over last year. And a lot of people, given all the other expenses they're faced with, they just can't afford it. So I think Republicans ought to emphasize inflation. They should emphasize their commitment to allowing parents to know what's going on in their children's schools. They should emphasize control of the border, and they should emphasize bringing crime under control. In virtually every major city, you've had an amazing rise in the number of people who are being killed. 
And I think people really want a party dedicated to creating safety once again, which it can only be the Republican Party, given the Democrat situation. I also think in every single race in the country, Republicans should tie Biden to the race. So it should be the Biden-Warnock ticket in Georgia, the Biden-Kelly ticket in Arizona, the Biden-Fetterman ticket in Pennsylvania. By the way, I don't know if you've seen the brief clip of Biden in Pennsylvania endorsing the attorney general for the state U.S. Senate and endorsing the lieutenant governor for the governorship, when in fact, of course, it's the lieutenant governor who's running for the state U.S. Senate, and it is the attorney general who's running for governor. So you only got him totally backwards. It's about a 19-second clip. It's on YouTube. And it's just a further reminder that Biden is not always totally on top of his game or even sure what game he's in. So that's sort of a sweeping initial overview. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Now, why don't we toss it open for questions? Hi, this is Thomas. I'm from Malvern, Pennsylvania. Good evening. I have a question for the historian. It's about the currently inhuman porous border at the south of the United States. 
And we all know everyone's being brutalized and just horrible conditions. And when they come into this country, they're basically unemployable because federally they're not allowed to be unemployed. They're destitute, many are in ill health, et cetera, et cetera. And what's the end state? Because we're going to wind up between four and six million folks who came across the border. And are we creating a permanent underclass? And what do you do with that permanent underclass? Send them home, persecute them, et cetera. This is a formula for fascism. And I would like you as the historian to comment on what do you do? I think that, one, if they have any kind of a criminal record, you send them home, period. It's not negotiable. Two, I think it's very important to get people into earning a living. I did a study back in the early 1980s when I was in Congress. Vietnamese refugees who came to the U.S. and avoided the welfare state, went to work, created a business, sometimes had to work very hard. They all rose. They were all successful. Vietnamese refugees who got here and were absorbed by Lyndon Johnson's great society into the welfare state were taught dependency, and they didn't do nearly as well. And I think we've got to really think carefully about how we are going to find a way, one, to require people learning English, and two, to require them to go to work. I mean, you do not want to create a huge dependency class that sits around all day, because once you decide as a dependent that we're going to give you money, the upper limits is inevitable. I mean, you want more and then more, because after all, you must be deserving it or they wouldn't give it to you. So creating a dependent class is very dangerous. You're exactly right. And I think that it is the sort of thing we should be aware of. I assume that the left deliberately wants open borders. I mean, a lot of them say it publicly that they're against the idea of a border. And I don't think they've ever thought through. Gallup once did a world survey and concluded that there were at least 165 million people who would come to the U.S. if they could, because this is seen as the promised land, as a place where you have great opportunities. Well, we would have no potential to absorb 165 million people without breaking down the whole fabric of American society. So I think this is a deliberate effort on the part of the left to basically create a dependency class that's going to want more help from the government, more money, more things like Biden's $10,000 loan payoff. I mean, if you look at this administration, they want to find a way to bribe virtually everybody if they can. And I think this is part of that same psychology. My name is Charles Kilmer. I'm from Leesburg, Virginia. I have two questions. Barry Seed, a Chicago-based electronic mobile billionaire, recently said he would contribute $1.6 billion to the 2022 elections. How could that money be used to best promote a free and fair election? And then the second part would be, why is not currently the Republican adapting a 1994-style election campaign where all the candidates carry the same message? I think, in fact, you'll find in September that Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America is adopted by virtually everybody running for the House and by most Senate candidates. In some ways, it will resemble what we did in 1994, the contract with America. So that part's pretty straightforward. On your first question, I frankly don't know. I'm not sure how you would spend that kind of money to get a fair and honest election. I thought the way that Zuckerberg spent $415 million maximizing turnout, essentially only in Democratic neighborhoods, 
was clearly a fundamental violation of our whole election process, and I think taints the whole 2020 election with a clear sense between that and the things the FBI did and the things that the big social media companies did, that that election was rigged. I'm not prepared to say it was stolen, but I am prepared to say the election was clearly rigged. Yes, Newt. My question is, why hasn't Mitch McConnell come out with a contract with America's Gingrich style for the November election? He seems just on the sidelines. I think McConnell doesn't believe in big ideas. I think he believes in a politics of raising a lot of money and running negative ads against your opponents. And I think big ideas sort of scary. You know, it limits you. When we ran in 94 and we ran on welfare reform and balancing the budget, cutting the capital gains tax, we actually had committed ourselves to something. I think Kevin McCarthy intends to do the same. And I have a hunch that most of the Senate candidates are going to end up endorsing McCarthy's commitment to America. But for some reason, Mitch McConnell doesn't believe in having big ideas. This is a very old Republican weakness, frankly, because I think people want to know, what do you stand for? Is your word good? Are you really going to do it? Et cetera. And I think when you just run a purely negative campaign, I think you actually weaken yourself and you certainly weaken the process of self-government. We have the right to know from our elected officials what they're going to do before we elect them. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
Well, thank you very much. And thank you for this venue again. I look forward to it. Note that Antifa is armed and standing guard at Texas Drag Show with children present. And are we facing potentially armed Antifa while at the polling places for the midterms? Well, you could be. And I don't quite understand how they get away with it. But if you look at the nightly riots in Portland, Oregon for over a year by Antifa, it's clearly a violent organization. It's clearly an organization dedicated to replacing the American system. And it's clearly an organization that very comfortably engages in violence. I frankly don't understand how it can exist and why under the RICO statutes, it is not being prosecuted by the FBI and why the people who are organizing this kind of violence aren't being locked up. I think it's just one more example of how the left has politicized things in a way which I think is destructive of the American system. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. One real quick one. Was there not a cap on the amount that any individual could donate or any corporation donate? What happened to that? It's really a stupid system. (laughs) Because if you donate to the candidate, you're limited to, I think, $5,800. If you donate to an independent political action committee, you can give anything you want to, which, of course, makes politics more negative, more irresponsible, more dominated by big money. And what Zuckerberg did, the founder of Facebook, which was very clever, I mean, totally un-American and destructive of our system, but very clever, was he figured out he could create a foundation in effect. And the foundation could go out and register people and encourage them to vote. And as long as they didn't actually campaign for particular persons, they didn't say, we're going to campaign for Biden. What they did was they said, we know these are precincts that are going to be 70, 80, or 90% for Biden. So we're going to focus on maximizing turnout. And they did a very good job. Citizens United did a movie about it. Dinesh D'Souza did a movie about it. It was an amazing effort to warp the system. And we've seen people like Mayor Bloomberg, who put $100 million in to run ads. And you have this strange pattern where under free speech, you can go out and run ads all you want to. Under the campaign law, once you're a candidate, you're limited by the federal campaign limits. So we actually weaken the ability of candidates to raise the money to finance their own campaign while strengthening the ability of independent PACs and independent organizations to try to influence and shape the whole campaign in a way which I think is very detrimental to responsible self-government. Hi, I'm calling from Fairfax, Virginia, and I'm not quite sure what the difference is between rigging an election and stealing it. Could you enlighten me a little bit? Sure. Rigging an election means that, for example, you cut off the New York Post and will not allow it to circulate widely, even though it's the fourth largest newspaper in the United States and the oldest. So the information about Hunter Biden's laptop doesn't reach as many people as it would have. That sets up, I think, a rigged election where you're deliberately favoring one side by cutting off information. A stolen election would be going in and actually stealing ballots, either by stuffing the ballot box with false ballots or by literally taking ballots out of the ballot box. So they're very different experiences. I have no doubt that the national establishment, the deep state, The hard left, all of them came together and did everything they could in 2020 to make sure that 
Trump would face a huge uphill fight. And in that sense, I think they did rig the election. Thank you very much. I'm from New York City. Two questions. One is that in Pennsylvania, which is where I was born, I read that the voter registration now includes a box for mail-in voting. So it confuses the process of registering. And is that going to lead to some kind of cheating in the election with all this confusion? Because it's going to make it hard to register people legally because you have to do it by steps. First, you register, then you sign up for mail-in voting. So they're going to do something with that. The second question is, why are they giving IDs to illegals? And is this going to somehow be tied to allowing to register them to vote? On the first one, hold me to this because I've not looked in detail. But I think under Pennsylvania law, you do have to register. You can ask for an absentee ballot, but you have to be a registered voter. I think, secondly, I'm against giving the kind of ID cards that would allow you to vote. I was deeply opposed to New York City, which actually had passed a provision which was repealed, allowing people who are illegal immigrants and not citizens to vote. But again, it's part of this whole process. The left believes they can only win if they can bribe enough people, and they can only bribe enough people if they have a big enough dependency class. Right. But why are they giving ID cards to people entering the country, illegals? They're giving some kind of ID card. What are they going to do with that? Look, the Biden administration and the left in general would like to integrate every possible illegal into the system as rapidly as they could and would like to encourage more people to come illegally. And you can tell that's true by just watching the border. I mean, Trump had actually gotten the migration down to 46,000 a month, and it was shrinking. It was going to keep coming down. By contrast, they now have 10 times that many people coming in a single month. And I think it's because they wanted it. This is not incompetence. This is a deliberate policy to maximize the number of people who come here illegally. This is Matthew Pohl from Bonita, California. And my question is, do you feel that the voting machines were programmed to change votes? I don't think there's any conclusive evidence that the machines themselves were a problem. I know people have said that, but to the best of my knowledge, none of the forensic efforts that went out and checked found that to be true. Okay, thanks, Mr. Speaker. Newt, our final question was written in by Maria from Utah. Maria would like to know, I feel like Ukraine has fallen out of the news cycle. What do you think the outcome of the Russian war on Ukraine will be? Well, if it continues at its current pace, we'll know better in about 30 to 45 days, because I think the Ukrainian army actually has put together a counteroffensive around Kharkov. If that happens, and they've also cut off an entire Russian army group, which had crossed a river And using drones, they had destroyed the two bridges. It's a mile-wide river. It's a big river. And so it's conceivable that you could see an entire Russian army group surrendering at some point. The fear then is that Putin might actually go to tactical nuclear weapons just out of desperation. But I think it's very possible that Ukraine is, in fact, going to start driving back Russia. They clearly are penetrating in Crimea in a way that I didn't think they could. They clearly have been chewing up the Russian ammunition supplies and the Russian command and control systems. The delivery 
of a variety of advanced weapons from the United States and other NATO countries is in fact having a big impact. And I think that that'll continue. So I think we're somewhere between a stalemate and a Russian defeat at the rate things are going right now. Let me just close and say, I hope all of you will make sure that everyone you know goes out to vote this fall. This is one of the most important elections of our lifetime. If we, in fact, get everybody to turn out and we win in the House and Senate, we're going to be able, I think, to start really turning things around. If we were to lose, I think that it would be a nightmare. And I think we'd be shocked how far to the left the country would go by 2024. So I hope you'll make sure all your friends are registered. You'll make sure they vote. This is the big, big deal. And I look forward to seeing you when we have our next Inner Circle Conference. Thank you for listening, and thank you to members of my Inner Circle Club. If you'd like to become a member, please go to newtsinnercircle.com and sign up for a one- or two-year membership today. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.